0: Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. After years of feeling blue in Boise, the Cougars beat the Broncos on their home turf. It was an eight straight win for the 8th ranked team in the country. And we're breaking it down with Kalani and Neil Pau next.
1: This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good evening once again. Cougar
0: Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C in the BYU Broadcasting Building for another edition of the Sitake Show, our weekly look inside the BYU football program. As is our custom, we invite you to join the conversation by submitting questions for Kalani every week on Twitter using the hashtag Sitake Show as well as Facebook and Instagram via the BYU TV sports accounts. Coming up on tonight's show, we will look back on Friday night lights at Boise State. We'll head into the film room with fantastic freshman tight end Isaac Rex. Tonight's Cougar Q&A salutes those who have served on this Veterans Day Eve. Deep Blue takes center stage with James Empey, and we chat live with Neil Pau. First up, we welcome in and congratulate the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake. Coach, what a nice win last Friday night. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, great weekend. Um, wish our fans could have been there to enjoy it, but I know uh, after... Being back in Provo, we, you know, we were greeted by a lot of our fans and greeted by a lot of people throughout the weekend, uh, you know, with a bunch of congrats, so had a lot of fun and, and really, really happy that our guys got the win.
0: 8-0 and, oh, and ranked number 8, so it's crazy 8s this week and all in a really good way for BYU.
2: Yeah, can't complain about how everything's going right now, you know, we're in a bye this week and so we're looking for ways to get better. We're going to self-scout a little bit and, and see uh, what we can improve on in, in all three phases and... Uh, that's what the coaches are focusing on. We're going to keep our players uh, working hard and, and staying conditioned and be ready to go next week.
0: Let's uh, look back on what happened last Friday night up at Albertson Stadium with game highlights presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. 11th game all time between BYU and Boise State. The Cougars had won three and dropped seven in the previous ten going in and is... Everyone knows the Cougars had yet to win on the blue turf against Boise State, 0 and 5 all time. That became 1 and 5 by the end of the night, and the night got off to a great start. Kalani on this play.
2: Yeah, Tyler, great vision, great blocking from everyone up front, and uh, he's he's a lot faster than people think. You know, he's, he's got tons of speed, and once he gets out in open space, it's hard to catch him.
0: And no one did catch him, and that's 86 yards into the end zone, and BYU's up seven nothing early. We head to the second quarter, and first career INT for Caleb Christensen.
2: Yeah, Caleb did great job of coverage, and, and right here after the scramble, we got a tip ball from uh, Isaiah Heron, who's in great position, and uh, glad Caleb had you know had good ball security because he got kind of whacked towards the end here trying to tiptail all the sidelines.
0: <laughs> so Caleb with a career INT number one, BYU backed up, and uh, Zach Wilson with a great back shoulder throw out of his end zone.
2: Great timing. He has a great connection with all his receivers.
0: He can also do this.
2: Yeah, runs well in open space, and obviously he's always a threat. I don't know exactly how many touchdowns he has in running, but it's uh, quite a bit.
0: For this season, he's got eight, and for his career, he's got numbers up to 13 now. Kyrus Tong, a great strip and a recovery before halftime here. Yeah, he was
2: a beast all night long uh, up front, and breaking the stack and creating a fumble was a huge play.
0: A 22 nothing third quarter for BYU. This is early in quarter number three and again deep downfield and finds Dax Milne.
2: Yeah, Dax has I mean great ball skills and, and downfield being able to, you know, Zach and he's got such a strong arm that anyone's a, a possibility when he gets out there in open space. It was
0: back to back 38-yard pass plays, Milne and then Romney and then Isaac Rex with his first of two scores.
2: Yeah, great route and, and great job threading the needle by Zach.
0: And last time it was 38 to Dax, now 39. To Dax Mill. Dax ended up one yard shy of 100 on the night. Isaac Rex gets into the end zone for a second time. His second game with two touchdowns, Coach.
2: Yeah, the play action works really well because we were able to run the ball. You saw from the, from the earlier in, this, in the first quarter with that long run for a touchdown. And then here, Lopini went for another touchdown run.
0: Lopini Katoa with a great touch-to-touchdown ratio and gets in from 20 yards out. And BYU's kind of running away at this point. We head to the fourth quarter. And you get a special teams play, a first block punt of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, great play by Max Tooley and, and Kyrus, you know, getting some penetration on the shield there. And then a quick, easy throw to Neal. And then we, you know, go for the, go for the two-point conversion there.
0: And 51-17 is your final. Boise tacked on a couple of fourth-quarter TDs, but that one was uh, over relatively early. and That doesn't happen to Boise too often on the Broncos' home turf. So BYU wins it big. In fact, the last time BYU lost by more than those 34 points in that margin was uh, way back in 1996, the first year that uh, Boise was an FBS program. And so full marks for the win, that yards per play number pretty dominant, uh, more than four yards better per play for BYU. And you see some individual numbers of note there, and it's another uh, century-mark uh, rushing game for Tyler
2: Algier. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it on that one run, but he was able to run the ball with a lot of physicality and, and was really punishing as a runner.
0: Zach Wilson accounted for four touchdowns on the night, three throwing and one rushing. It's another game with a 200-plus pass efficiency rating for his career. That's now eight, uh, six of them coming this year, and no BYU quarterback Kalani's ever had uh, as many games as, as Zach at 200-plus in pass efficiency now at eight and counting.
2: Yeah, he's starting to. I mean, he he's been an accurate thrower and being able to understand the offense, and I think he's being able to read defenses. He's he's clicking on all cylinders right now, and his vision is. is uh, I mean, the guy just does amazing things every week, and every, every game he does something different that uh, I haven't seen him do before. And he's just he's just so creative with the ball in his hands and the way he delivers the the, the ball. Uh, make it a catchable pass for his receivers it 's amazing what he can do with the ball
0: how much confidence does it give the entire team, not just the offense when a guy like zach 's kind of running it the way he is right now
2: yeah, I mean, I think in the first half it was things were going a little slow you know i mean i think we, we missed, had some missed opportunities even with the turnovers and and we weren 't capitalizing on on those opportunities of, of short fields and the points weren 't coming in as as quickly as we 've seen in the past and and we just knew that if we just kept sticking to it and you know, the adjustments that were made by the players and the coaches at halftime, uh, we knew if we just kept sticking to the game plan that eventually something would break through. And give credit to Boise State for some of the things that they were able to do to minimize some of our opportunities. But uh, it's just hard to keep Zach down for that long. And and um, when he gets to, gets things rolling, it, it's he, he's, he's one of the best out there.
0: And uh, he showed in that game, too, he can take a pop. I think there was a roughing the passer call. Was there not a personal foul? He took on a big hit early in the game. Yeah, he and did. And got and, up right. from it and...
2: Yeah, I mean, we we don't like seeing him get hit like that. I, I I get, I get you know, I just want to make sure that he's he's safe and, and is smart with the ball in his hands, which he usually is, and and he's made some great decisions. And that night, um, a lot of great decisions. And, and if we can just keep keeping him, uh, you know, safe with that old line, the protection, I think he can do some damage when he has time.
0: All right, let's go more inside the numbers for BYU and Boise State and take a look at some of what we can talk about now with BYU getting out of there with their first ever win against the Broncos on the blue turf. BYU is now 8-0, and first time since that great 2001 season that began 12-0, and it's only the fourth time all time that BYU's been 8-0 through eight games. We talked about it being the first win on the blue turf against the Broncos and never before. Coach had BYU scored uh, 50 or more points against a ranked team, and 51 is a number that Boise doesn't allow too frequently.
2: Yeah, and that, that's a. I mean, they're a good defense and well coached, and and that doesn't happen to them often. And you know, we were able to put some get together some things, and I think all three phases we played really well. You know, there are some mistakes all throughout the whole the whole game, but overall, great team victory. And and uh, we can win a lot of games when you score 51 points, and you win a lot of games when you hold. Uh, teams to three points most of the most of the game and uh, 17 overall you can win a lot of those games
0: with all the buildup going into it and there was a lot of it to play the way you guys did you said it was a little slow to start but you finished at 51 to to come out of it the way you did how maybe uh, satisfying or or validating is it that um, that you're capable of that kind of performance when there was that much riding on it
2: well you know I've heard I heard the players and the coaches talking about. Then uh, They were confident, talking about their abilities and what they see in the game plan and, and uh, high-level execution. And even in the practices, even though we only had a couple of them, we felt really confident going into that game. And um, you know, I, I think the, a lot of the players said, well, hey, let's just do what we do and see what happens. And, and that's, that's, that's what happens when you have guys that are confident, believe in each other and love each other and love what they represent. And we had a lot of fun. I mean, it it was frustrating not having any fans there, and I know they had some fans, but it was it was still kind of it was empty. It was like a thousand people there, and um, our guys generate so much energy and excitement on the sideline uh, that it was just fun to be a part of. You know, so uh, I think you can see the excitement for these guys just being around each other and, and representing BYU.
0: Let's go deeper still on what happened Friday night with tonight's Cougar close-up, taking us back to Boise on both sides of the ball. And our first play we're going to see is one we're kind of getting used to seeing Zach Wilson make with regularity, where he throws the ball basically all the way across the field. This is in the fourth quarter. It's a Zach Wilson to Gunner Romney. Another one of those plays where Gunnar comes up just shy of the end zone. But uh, what a throw uh, by Zach, and what a great job of getting open by Gunner.
2: Yeah, and that, I mean, when you have a quarterback that's got a, a strong arm, and not not just strong, but Zach's accurate with this, with his with his strength and his arm, and he can hit a lot of different spots. There's not a lot of places on the field where he can, that he can't reach with his arm, you know. So uh, that that makes every receiver uh, possibility, whether he's on one side of the field or not, or in the middle.
0: Part of a big night for Gunnar Romney receiving, and then uh, this is the play Kyris Tonga makes to to get a strip before halftime.
2: Yeah, we had a three man rush here, and we felt like we we're getting good enough disruption up there, and. And forcing the quarterback out of the pocket, I think uh, you see Bracken and and, uh, and I think that's um, Gabe Summers there putting on some pressure, and then you know breaking the stacks so we with our D linemen and, and trying to be as as, as uh, physical with your with your stripping when you're when you're making tackles from behind, and causing that ball to come out.
0: All right, that is our Boise recap, and let's get to break by telling you that for your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play, you can watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tomorrow, we'll visit with Blaine Fowler and Isaac Rex as they join the show. When we come back, one of the country's top freshmen does take us inside the film room, and later, James Empey's profile by the Deep Blue crew. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake.
1: football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare always here for you Zion's Bank we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business Smith's fresh for everyone and by America First Credit Union we're here to help
0: We are back for more BYU football with Kalani Sitake. You know, without Matt Bushman, it was natural to wonder how BYU would do at the tight end position this season. As it turns out, the Cougs are just fine. Thanks in part to freshman Isaac Rex, who tonight, alongside our own Jerem Jordan, takes us inside the film room.
3: All right, Isaac. You've had a tremendous year so far. Two touchdowns against Boise State. But first, I want to talk about your blocking. Tyler Algier, 86-yard run. You had a tremendous block that helped spring him for a touchdown.
4: Yeah, so on this play, I'm honestly supposed to just get across the field, try to take any backers with me, but the D lineman kind of got in my way. So I kind of gave him a shove and then worked up to the safety he wasn't in the best position but i just had to get my hands on him and, and then tyler would have ran free but uh if you see the ref right there did a great job also <laughs> just getting absolutely smacked <laughs> by the, the boise state defender and Ty, no one's gonna catch tyler he's he's too fast and too powerful so perfect way to start the game
3: look at you getting to the second level uh who had
4: the better block the umpire or you uh, the umpire sold it better. He uh, <laughs> he flopped a little on that one, and but he did a good job, though. So. Okay,
3: two touchdowns for you in this one. First one was a five-yarder. This ends up being the game-winning score.
4: What do you remember from that one? Um, you know, it was just a hitch, and the safety was luckily like two yards in the end zone, and so he didn't really press me up at all. I just kind of caught it, and I, I knew I was going to get hit right away, so I just wanted to fall in the end zone, and Um, Zach kind of told me right before he was going to throw it, you knew he wasn't going to hand it off. Um, But (laughs) Zach Zach lasered that thing in there and and I caught it and I just had to use my size to get over the goal line.
3: So you're saying Zach kind of told you he was going to throw it to you?
4: Kind of, yeah. He kind of called it before.
3: Then your (laughs) 20-yard touchdown, this one, you're so open, you're waving at Zach.
4: Yeah, I literally was waving. I did like a little move right here. I took like... Four steps <laughs> before I got off the ball, but uh, give credit to Hank to Peloto on this. Uh, Hank t- took like four defenders on him, and so uh, like look, watch everyone just run with Hank on this play right here. The the corner, the safety, they all run with him, and I was literally wide open down the seam. So uh, I'm giving all the credit to Hank on that one, and then Zach obviously lasering in there, and, and then I just didn't dance and just handed the ball off to the ref. <laughs>
3: Six touchdowns this season. To what do you credit this explosion of opportunities in the end
4: zone? Uh, it's obviously a team effort, and I just like to thank everyone involved for helping me, uh, you know, get some of these touchdowns. But it's not me. There's a lot of things that have to be involved alignment blocking other receivers, running their routes, uh, taking guys with them, and, and Zach throwing the ball and the coaches calling the plays. So uh, it's definitely a cool opportunity to to be in the end zone into
0: school.
3: Well, congratulations on all the success so far and good luck the rest of the year. Thanks for joining
0: me in the film room, Isaac. Yeah, thank you so much. How cool to see the success not only Isaac but the entire tight end room is having right now.
2: Yeah, and I mean they're doing it in the honor of Matt Bushman you know, who was hurt from uh, earlier in the season and and uh, you know he still leads that team. He still leads that position group and is a leader on our team and it's, it's a huge uh, you know, compliment f- for his leadership but Isaac, he's a big guy. He's going to score touchdowns. He's a big target and, and got a lot of speed. So uh, why not throw him the ball? Absolutely.
0: All right. With uh, BYU on a bye week this week, we kind of hit the pause button on the 2020 season, a season that has seen BYU win all eight games played, of course, with at least two more games still to come. From the opener in Annapolis to last week's blowout in Boise, the Cougars have already made many indelible memories, as we see now in our look back at how BYU became the eighth-ranked team at 8-0.
5: Yesterday, as we just recapped, the Mountain West shut it down. Joining the MAC, at least two Power 5 conferences, the Big Ten and Pac-12 could determine their 2020 futures as early as today. And
3: Navy was scheduled. It's like, hey, positive It's feeling, momentum. It's feeling like uh, we're going to at least try and play a couple games here. Tyler
5: Nearside, 25-20, the 15, the 10, the 5, to dive, the touchdown! Tyler Algier! They are absolutely gashing the midshipmen.
2: BYU continues to pour
5: it on. Keep it rolling. You know, we had a good day. We're just going to keep it rolling from there. Lobs to the open man in the end zone. It is caught there for the score as Isaac Rex,
0: Zach Wilson play fake and a pump and a fire to the far side. He's going to go
5: into the end zone. Dax Milne touchdown. The Cougars 30-7 with a PAT pending. Makes the hurdle to get past one tackler. Shakes off two, three, and four. And there goes Mason Wake bowling over another. Quarterback draw. 15-10 to the five. A spin, a dive, and a score by Zach Wilson.
0: Boots it back in the end zone. Powu. And it is a touchdown for Neil Powu. BYU will take a snap, take a knee, and get out of here with the win. However it happened, they got it to go to 4-0 for the first time since 2014. This is a bigger challenge, a bigger game, and if BYU
3: wins this, the conversation continues of, hey, BYU could run the table.
0: Deep down the near side, to Daxville
5: makes the catch, he's gonna go! 40, 30, 20, 10, and just like that, BYU on top! catch we're back again, we're back again.
0: Goes for the end zone, Mill is there, he caught it,
5: he caught it! touchdown I'm bouncing up before they catch the 10 we're back again we're back again again. it's caught touchdown take a bow surgical so far for Zach Wilson he's going in touchdown 42 yard score Wilson to Katoa and the Cougars extend the lead
3: This top 25 showdown is
2: one of the biggest gifts of all. And into Tyler Algier. Algier has it up and has a hole.
5: and running through tackles all the way into the end zone. The Cougars
0: have come to Boise and defeated the 21st-ranked Broncos by a final score of 51-17. to 17. The 9th-ranked Cougars winning for the first time ever at Boise State. I really like that last photo we just saw. Team pick on the blue. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were excited. They wanted to, you know, it was right after we had a prayer and we were walking out the... Towards the uh, towards the locker room and some guys wanted to. We're taking pictures of the position groups and those. They decided they could combine it and take a picture. So hmm. I was busy talking to BYU TV.
0: <laughs> uh, there's your schedule, and uh, we're still wondering if that's the way it's going to look uh, when all's said and done, or if something else might happen to your 2020 schedule. What's uh What's your gut feeling right now?
2: Hey, we we got to this position right now where we're at because we're stayed focused and and only on, on, on the task at hand, which is the next opponent. So this week we we're, were taking advantage of the bye week to heal up some guys that need to be healed up, but uh, also trying to get better as a team and, and stay stronger and, and be conditioned and be ready to go next week when we when we face North Alabama. And that's all our focus is on. And nothing else. I mean, I think a lot of people talk about everything that goes along with it, but we got to this point because of our, our, our focus being razor sharp and, uh, we're going to keep emphasizing our guys just focus on game nine.
0: If the possibility of an extra game came up, do you think the guys would be eager to play it?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're open for whatever happens. This week, obviously, we couldn't do it because the window closed on, on when you can add that game. But um, I think you know there's two buys after the North Alabama game that, that will be open for whatever uh, Tom can work out. But uh, we can only focus on really just North Alabama right now then if anything happens down the way, then great. If not, then we'll focus on getting better every week and, and be ready for whoever shows up.
0: Let's uh, take a look at our most recent top 10 poll, the AP top 10 and the coaches poll. Both show BYU up uh, from 9th to 8th this week at 8-0. In some pretty good company there, Coach. And, uh, you know, I, I think just the fact that BYU just finished a stretch of, of seven straight weeks with seven straight games and seven straight wins and and nothing happening, you know postponements, etc. that says a lot that's tough to do in today's day and age to to have a kind of run you just had
2: yeah, and we had to dip into our depth on our team and, and I'm just really pleased with the coaches getting our players ready, the leadership on our team and, and everyone working together you know we had to, uh, we had to use a lot of different lineups guys being banged up and missing a game or two, guys filling in for them and and we weren't really full strength we're hoping to get as many guys back as possible for a north alabama game and 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 obviously for the, for the rest of the season so um, I'm just really happy with the way everything is going. The guys are buying into each other and, and, and the culture and, and focusing on loving each other and, and uh, representing what the, you know their families on, on and off the field.
0: From a football standpoint, what do you have planned for the team during the bye week?
2: Well, we're going to focus on the weight room and, and, and our, our strength and conditioning and then, um, do like I said, do a lot of self-scout and look at the things that we can improve on as a team. Since there's no opponent this week, we can get an early start on North Alabama as well, but we want to make sure that we... Uh, look within and try to find ways that we can improve uh, within ourselves. And if we can do that, and then get an early jump on North Alabama, I really feel good about uh, you know the progress that we're going to make this week.
0: Okay, let's jump into our next break and tell you that Mondays at one Eastern, we talk with the BYU football coordinators on Coordinators Corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb. You can also see it on demand on the BYU TV app. We're off next Monday because of the bye, but back with you after North Alabama after this break. Tonight's Cougar Q&A recognizes Veterans Day, and Kalani takes your questions from social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. This week's check on the Cougars in the pros includes Taysom Hill putting up all kinds of scrimmage yards in that big win over the Bucks. Fred Warner. 13-tackle day, including one-and-a-half TFLs in a loss to Green Bay. After the game, Aaron Rodgers says, yeah, Fred Front Warner might possibly be the best middle linebacker in the game. Daniel Sorensen, double-digit tackles. Harvey Longy career-high double-digit tackles in a loss to the New England Patriots. He was impressive. Well, tomorrow is Veterans Day, a day for us to remember the service of those who have fought for and preserved our freedom. BYU players honor America's vets in tonight's Cougar Q&A presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business.
6: To the veterans on Veterans Day, I would just say just thank you so much for your service. The things that you do are are one of a kind. And um, I think about the sacrifices that you make and it's one that affects every single one of us. I want to
4: say thank you for your guys' service. and I'm just so grateful for you guys protecting our country and protecting our freedom. And I wouldn't miss an opportunity to, to ha- make a shout out to the veterans. Uh, my Uncle Glenn, good work out there dude, you're a beast. Uh, and, and I just I
7: thank all the veterans out there for for protecting us and allowing us to play this game. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, both my brothers, Justin and Clayton Batty, who both serve, serve in the Army National Guard, and to the rest of the veterans for the time spent in the service of this country.
4: I just want to say thank you to all of you who have served or are currently serving. Um, Because without you, we wouldn't be able to experience the freedoms that we have in this country and we wouldn't be able to live the the amazing lives that we do.
7: Without our veterans and the service that they put into us, we would not have, into our country, we would not have the freedom we have. And, yeah, I respect them. They are the most brave people in the world. Thank you guys for everything that you've done for us in this country. Your service doesn't go unnoticed. I just want to thank all the the veterans out there, especially uh, my grandpa, Doug Empey, uh, for serving our country and... And standing up for, for our rights and for our freedom. Thank you. Just shout out to all those veterans and all those who have served, you know, this country and,
4: and given us the freedoms that we have today. You know, we appreciate you guys and your service. Thank you so much for all your service and all you do. Uh, we we love this nation and we play for you. So
2: thank you.
0: Yeah, Veterans Day tomorrow, and the guys uh, with some uh, some heartfelt words. Good bunch of guys.
2: Great guys and. They play with appreciation of the game, but appreciation of the people that got them to where they're at, and the opportunity to enjoy this this game that they play. And so, uh, you know, I, I I agree with them that I want to express our gratitude to all the people that served in the military and continue to serve for us and our freedoms.
0: We saw a, a clip during there of um of the of the running out of the flags. It's something BYU's been doing for years now. It's a big part of your of your uh, game readiness is is those flags come out of the tunnel including the including the american flag
2: yeah we want we want the stars and stripes to come out first and that's uh let everyone know that's our support and you know we've had a, a good number of of alumni and, and people that that are, are are serving us right now that that we think of and we pray for uh daily and so we want them to know when we we'll go out and play on the field and we're doing it for them i mean a good teammate of mine kaipo is out serving right now and you know he's out all over the world, serving, and, and I keep in touch with him. But it's just a good reminder for us to, awesome. to just be—you know, you just take a step back and, and just have express gratitude for the things that they do for us, not just one day, but every day of our lives.
0: Okay, that was tonight's Cougar Q and A. Now for some Q and A for the coach, Kalani. Let's go to Twitter for these questions at uh, True Cougar on Twitter, asking if you had the chance to play Utah this season, would you want to?
2: Of course. I mean, anytime you can play your rivals, and, and that's what we want. That's why we had that great experience playing up at Boise, you know, and, and, uh, anytime you can have those games that you're used to seeing, we don't have a lot of the common opponents. And then the three that we do have in a normal schedule would be Utah, Utah state and Boise. So anytime we can do that and, and enjoy the field and, and be able to compete, we would, we would want to do that.
0: Question two at G Hansen 25 from Twitter coach. What are your bi-week plans?
2: Uh, well try to work and but you know, get a little bit of rest and, and, uh, catch up on everything. But I think for the most part, just, uh, you know, I've really been really pleased with the coaches and just support the coaching staff and the players as much as I can as a head coach.
0: Okay. Our third question from our friend Sang on Instagram. Uh, Does it make a difference to the way the team plays when there are live fans in the stands?
2: I think the hardest part is just not being able to interact with the fans after and even before and during. I mean, that's the players get a lot of energy from it and so i've been really impressed with the energy and excitement that they have without the fans being there but um i think that having them miss it that when when we're able to have the, um the stands full again i just know these guys are gonna, it's going to be an emotional moment for them because yeah. i think they they just i mean you take little things for granted and even just the fans being being in in the stands It's a huge boost of of just love and appreciation for our guys.
0: Well, we thank the fans for tonight's questions for Kalani in our Q&A segment. Let's head to break by telling you that on the latest BYU-SN or right now, Kiki is bringing you the best highlights, dance moves, yes, dance moves, and tweets surrounding BYU football's big win in Boise. Check it out tonight on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Coming up next, James Empey is the subject of tonight's Deep Blue player profile while Neil Pau'u joins us for a live chat. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake.
1: BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Qualtrics.
0: When James Empey joined the BYU football program, it was a bit of a family affair. But in time, James was faced with the prospect of going it alone or going somewhere else. Of course, James made a choice that continues to benefit BYU. As we learn in tonight's Deep Blue, presented by America First Credit Union.
2: Growing up in a football family, his dad, a former player here, and a coach, I think certainly helped him and, and set the stage for him, so to speak. He thinks like a coach, and he asks questions like a coach that's his edge when it comes to the game and that's what really I think sets him apart
6: and allows him to play at the level that he plays at
2: he's one of the smartest players that that I've ever coached and the fact that he gets to touch the ball every down it's helpful for us as coaches he usually has the right answers and, and usually makes the proper adjustments before the coaches even have to, have to do it You know, and so I, I think that's the fact that he's had a wonderful father as an example and, and a coach to be there with him throughout the whole his whole journey.
7: I know I got a guy in my corner that knows exactly what I'm going through, knows exactly, you know, what's going on and, and somebody I can talk to because there's a lot of people that, that are there for you and, and talk to you, but having somebody that actually knows kind of every little detail is kind of cool. So, you know, it's helped us be super close throughout the years and, and, and super close to this day, so.
8: When we weren't on the football field, I was dad. And if I was going to be the coach all the time, I was going to miss out on the important parts about being dad. And so we were like, well, I just have to have a rule that when we're in the truck on the way to practice, I'm dad. When we get out of the truck, I'm the coach, and I can treat everybody the same. I think that can really challenge relationships, and there's an intensity that comes sometimes when dads are coaches. I think we did our best to try to navigate that, and I think we we did okay.
7: BYU had played a... Huge role in my life all growing up because my dad played here and coached here. I'd come to all the games. I'd go hang out in the locker room after the game with my dad and all the players. You know, I was around here, and, and BYU was awesome to me, you know what I mean? And I, I decided that that, that was going to be a great opportunity for me. And we had a good first year. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun playing, playing for my dad. After that year, didn't have the best year, and, and, it, and a lot of the offensive coaches got let go, and my dad was one of them. And, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, I came here because of that reason, and i i just i kind of didn't know what to think about it you know and and for a minute i was a little bit turned turned around and, and flipped upside down and just kind of trying to decide what i wanted to do for myself um even if i wanted to stay or if i wanted to go and the coaches that came fired my dad and it was all like you know how do you handle that it's kind of awkward but i just decided that there's no coincidence i was supposed to be here it all it all worked out like it was supposed to i'm gonna stick to it i'm gonna stay here and and we're gonna we're gonna make this work and make it happen and, and it was it was the best choice I could have made for myself. The way he's handled the situation with his dad has
6: been one of the most impressive things I've seen in my entire coaching career. I've never seen any any young person handle it the way he's handled it. And in my opinion, that's what's really made his career here. For most young people, it could have easily gone sour. He could have easily left here and nobody would have blamed him. But he stayed true to his commitment to this team and this program and this university. And in my opinion, that's what makes him the most special is how much he really cares about this place and making this team a really great team.
8: You know, it's just one of those things that happens in life where things change and you you just adapt and just keep going. I'm grateful that he's had a great experience at BYU. I feel like he's got amazing teammates. I feel like I'm lucky because I got to be there to help bring some of those guys into the program, and I know the type of character that they have and the potential they have for the future, and and those are the kind of teammates you'd want your son to play with. And. So I think that, you know, from that standpoint, it's been the best thing for him. And he's had a great experience. We've loved supporting the Cougars and seeing him play well and and his friends, you know, and the other guys play well.
7: What kind of was a hardship ended up being something that was a real real blessing in my life. And so BYU is a special place and it's special to me. And uh, I'm just so glad I'm here.
3: Since the beginning of James and I dating, I have always really admired how much he, he loves football and how he puts everything he's got into football. But even more so, I have really admired how he's always put both of us, our relationship, even above that.
7: Yeah, so thanks for tuning into our cooking channel.
3: And considering how much he puts into football, how much time and effort and energy he puts into football, he puts just as much if not more into our relationship and I am so grateful for that.
7: My family has always been there to support and help me and my wife has just been incredible. This We've been married about a year and a half now and she's just been so amazing and has been such a help, kind of a light for me. And you know, it might be a little cliche, but they say you gotta marry somebody that makes you wanna be better and that's my wife makes me wanna be better and so oh um, i 'm just i 'm so blessed to have her in my
1: life
7: it
0: 's a very mature young man there isn 't it
2: yeah and and all the success that we 're seeing in this program right now is, is, is a lot of the hard work that that James has made for this program and and that his family has done for him and so they 've done an amazing job and he's it 's an honor for me to be his coach you know and the things that he does that, uh Our offense wouldn't be clicking. It wouldn't be working the way it is. Our line wouldn't be clicking if it weren't for him and And the work that he's put into it So that's why he was voted a captain by his his peers and and that's why we continue to have the role that we have right now
0: And the MP family, it's a real BYU family He's got sisters on the soccer team right now, too And so it's great to have the MP name be a part of BYU athletics the way it is
2: tons of athleticism in that family and uh, You know, I, I know I know that Mike and Steph are really excited about their children and and the success that they're seeing
0: Okay Let's uh, tell you that on the current BYU football roster, there's only one player who can say he scored a touchdown as far back as the season opener of 2017 and as recently as last week. He's wide receiver Neil Pau, and he uh, joins us live tonight from the BYU student athlete building for our weekly player chat. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing well. I I don't I'm not sure. Were you able to see the uh, the story on James Empey we just uh, we just had? Uh, no, I was not. Okay. So, what what our what our viewers saw was a profile on James, who's uh, who's your starting center, of course. And and I yeah. we've we, we've heard it said about James that uh, everyone on the offense kind of knows that, that he's a guy you listen to. What what would you say about playing alongside uh, James Empey? Uh, James is a humble, hardworking dude,
6: just like all a lot of the old linemen are. He just goes about his business, knows what he has to do, understands his role as the center and the communicator to I guess get the offense started Um, and he does it exceptional
0: now to Boise State Uh, congrats on the big win in Boise what did it mean to you and the guys to finally get that first win against that team on their home turf um I think it was huge it's just another step along the process that we're
6: taking to fulfill the dreams that we have this year we talked about it 10 months ago in January when the season ended last
0: year and to be where we're at now we couldn't be happier Hey, in the intro to your segment, I mentioned that, that touchdown back in 2017. That was the first game of the year, and it was the first touchdown scored in your first game, right? Does that seem like a long time yeah. ago? What do you remember about that play? No, it does. It's a very long time ago. I just remember it was hot that day.
6: It was really hot. I think it was like my first or second play in. And when I ran it, everything is just kind of a blur after that. Looking back on those moments like that or when we are in Boise State, a couple years ago as well with Zach there we had, we had a chat about it just how much we've grown just as individuals
0: as an offense as a team so time flies for sure. Neil's been uh, doing it for a while already for us hasn't he?
2: He has and, and he's I mean you know his uh, talk about athleticism in the family he's got tons of athletes in the family and uh you know I, I've been really impressed with him and and you know he's had some mentoring from from Butch and so his leadership skills have been unbelievable for us and uh, just really proud of him he, he's 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 uh He's a smooth, uh, great player. The only thing I can say that that I would think is a negative about him is he's a Laker fan. That's the only thing I can pick <laughs> <make> apart. <laughs> oh, well, if that's the
0: only thing. That's all right uh, because you, you you've got some so you've got a, a SoCal upbringing right there, Neil. Yes, I do. Were you were you pretty pleased with what uh, went on in the bubble with LeBron and and the guys this year?
6: Uh very much so. I think uh, Laker fans were were hardcore, I guess, and. We ride and die with our Laker fans, so uh, it was awesome just to see him not only do it for Kobe, but just do it for the city of L.A. It was something that I think the world needed to see with NBA coming back, and
0: it was awesome to see. All right, you're coming off a a great game at Boise State Friday night. Season-high six catches, 76 yards, and the score. Did you go into it thinking uh, that it might be a big night for you, or was it really just all about you had the same responsibility as always? It was the same responsibility as always. I think the
6: coverage, kind of the defense that Boise State runs, it was more in favor than the past seven games that I've played in. A lot of the cover four looks that we got in the past seven games, they kind of took away the middle of the field and had Zach try to throw outside. And Dax and Gunner have fed off of that. So coming into Boise from some of the film that I watched, I knew that it would come my way a little bit more than, than usual, I guess.
0: Could you take us through your touchdown play? Uh, We've seen wide receivers screen near the goal line before, but not. I I think Dax has gotten it. uh, Can you can you uh, bring us through that play a little bit?
6: Yeah, so it's a play we've been running for weeks upon weeks, and uh, it was new. We knew that we'd use it closer to the goal line or whatever. Uh, We try to pretend that we're running the ball um, like we always do down there, and um, when it was just a motion, we saw one guy out there over Mason and. That was a look. If there was one guy over, Mason weren't throwing to me. If they went two, two versus two, then they were going to throw a fade to Isaac. And luckily, there was one on me, and Mason made a good
0: block, and I just got in. Did you know they originally called it a rush by you on a, off a lateral, and they changed it to a forward pass? Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that till I got to
6: school uh, on Monday. Zach had told me about it, that they were uh, talking about it being a rush, and then um, – his dad always had something to say, so he told me as well. And then, um, yeah, I was able to find out from the coaches that it, it was turned back into passing or catching touchdown.
0: Okay, we saw earlier on the program uh, the team photo that everyone took in the end zone there. There was also a photo taken of Zach and you and Dax and Gunner, this one right here that our viewers are seeing. And BYU Sports Nation tweeted that out and asked the question, uh, if that was a band, what would the band be called the you four guys right there. Uh, did you see that? Did you know about that? And do you would you think of ever calling your yourself a name as a group of re, of receivers and a quarterback?
6: Uh, no, I never thought of it like <laughs> that, and I didn't see it. That's actually kind of funny uh, that that was tweeted out or whatever. I don't know what the name would be. I think it'd be Neil and the Guys or The Bachelors, oh. The Bachelorettes, like watching that type type deal. I don't I don't know what it would be, but that would be that might be a question I might ask them tomorrow actually.
0: So. Uh, Kalani, uh, can you speak to the chemistry, though? That clearly this group has. Hey,
2: they they they've been working on it for a while, but I think a lot of it has to do with the way that they interact with each other and how comfortable they feel with each other. And that's a, that's a big part of what Neil does. Um, you know, he 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 does that for the team. He makes everybody feel comfortable and feel like family. And whether they're playing shuffleboard in the in the locker room or just you know teasing and playing, I gave him a hard time about the Lakers because he was giving everyone a hard time when the Lakers uh, won and. <laughs> Uh, it remind me of like what Reno Mahe did when we were teammates back in the day, you know, and uh, even with the Lakers and everything. But Neil's a guy that has a smile on his face and, and can bring the room just to, to such huge positivity, and that that factors into the confidence that they take the field in. And uh, I think he's a, he's such a he, what he does for the team is really underrated. I mean, he, he does a lot of things for the team and has overcome so much, and I'm so proud of him, man. He's we would not be where we're at right now as an offensive unit without his leadership.
0: Yeah, and Neil, what did you learn during your year off, your redshirt year, that you think has helped you uh, this season?
2: Uh,
6: there's a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing that I try to focus on while I was away from the team was just my uh, my relationship with Christ. That's something that Kalani always preaches first. Um, is I mean, we have non-members on the team, so whatever religion you believe in, to to be able to be full throttle in that. And to understand that you're more than just a football player, understand that there's more to life than football as well. Um, So I was able just to understand that or get back to understanding that and put my my goals and things that I set to the back burner after I got my relationship right with with Christ and with God. Um, So it was a long time coming, uh, but I'm glad to be back. We are,
0: too. Uh, are, Are you and your body ready for a bye week right now?
6: Yeah, I think everyone's been enjoying it. We we probably haven't played this much shuffleboard in forever, uh, but we're definitely excited to get back get back into to playing
0: on on Saturdays and just continue on this this process that we're on. Well, Neil, uh, I thank you for joining us on the show tonight. And as we tend to do on this show, I'll let uh, Kalani have the final word with you. But have a great week. Yeah, thank you,
2: man. So proud of you, Neil. Just wanted to let you know. Uh, you're doing some great things and then you got a really bright future. So, love you, bro. Go Cougs.
0: Yeah, I love you too, Coach. Thanks. All right. Thank you to Neil Pau. All thank right. You guys. Fans, you can break down Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon each week on After Further Review. That's at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app Tuesday nights. As we go to break, this week's trivia question presented by Qualtrics. Jake Oldroyd has made nine straight field goals, the second longest streak in BYU football history. So who holds the BYU record for most consecutive field goals made? We'll tell you after our final break. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Jake Oldroyd, with nine straight field goals made, has the second longest field goal streak in BYU history. Who holds the longest streak or who's made the most consecutive field goals? Hey, Owen Potchman. I got it right. 15, 15 <laughs> straight. Kalani always gets these right.
2: That's one of my best friends on the team.
0: <laughs> the Potchman brothers, Ethan and Owen. Uh, what did you think of our uh, Neil Pauw conversation tonight?
2: No, that was great. I mean, just so I'm so proud of him. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he's his his playing ability is just is just part of his life. I, I think he's He's got this intangible this, uh, part of him that is just very lovable, and the team just rallies around him.
0: Excellent. Let's uh, get to the feature we call, in case you missed it, because it has things you might have missed. All right. Uh, we find that BYU football is just the latest team, Kalani, that's just uh, rising up the uh, charts when it comes to national rankings. Look at all those top 15 rankings from BYU teams here in the past year. It's all over campus right now, not just the football office.
2: Yeah, that's really impressive. And then this goes to show how strong coordination Nation is in the athletic department. You know, great, great coaches and great student-athletes and great fans.
0: They have a ranking called the Director's Cup, which takes a look at all the programs. And BYU ranks very highly there every year, even with the best of the P5s. All right, this is, uh, is Keenan Peely going over the pile in this case. Uh, Keenan just <laughs> says, you know, I'm going to finish this tackle off one way or the other. And he goes uh, t kettling in to the massive humanity there.
2: Yeah, not, not what we practiced a lot, but I think he was going with his instincts, and I think he was trying to pop the ball out on that one, and, uh, you know, just got to be careful you don't land on, on our own guys and stuff like that, but, you know, we want our guys to feel free to do what they, they feel like instinctively. And he was uh, feeling the
0: freedom there. <laughs> there was a person on social media who said this, If BYU wins by 14 or more tonight on the blue turf, I'll go on a mission trip. We presume that this person may not be a member of the prevailing faith. And, well, BYU won by by 14. So my friend Mark Durant says you're hereby called to the labor in the Boise South Mission. So uh, he's staying close to home. A very, very generous offering of service there. Uh, Jimmer is liking what BYU is doing on the football field. And Jimmer says when he grows up, he wants to be Zach Wilson.
2: That's huge. I mean, that's – we all know who Jimmer is, and I'm pretty sure – you know, Zach loved, it, loved hearing from. We, we love hearing from all our alumni, so that's awesome.
0: I really love this next one, women's basketball. Giving it up for BYU football, check this out.
5: Hey Coops, it's women's basketball. We just wanna wish our football team. Good luck tonight, we hope you get the dub.
2: <laughs> Hello. <Wow. laughs> Can't wait to watch them play. <laughs> you know, they're they're full strength now, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I know Juddy's got them, got them ready.
0: So let's go back-to-back-to-back basketball. We had Jimmer, then we had women's basketball. Kendrick Perkins, the man they call Perk, was watching BYU football on the weekend. It says the Cougars are must-see TV, and Zach Wilson is elite. That from Kendrick Perkins over the weekend.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. It's great when you, when people can recognize our, the, the things that we're doing on the field, and, and it's a lot of fun. So I'm glad that he was able to, to mention our guys, mention Zach.
0: Let's revisit the would-be boy band <laughs> here (laughs) so uh, zach and the receivers uh we we, we've added a little bit some photoshopping might have happened here uh some of the best submissions on social media for what this band might have been called uh you've heard of the band counting crows how about counting throws counting throws that's a
2: good one neil's not going to be happy about that you guys made him the shortest one out of the group (laughs) he's going to be upset about that
0: you've heard of the backstreet boys how about the zach street boys (laughs) that's Uh, a good one yeah gunner and roses Okay. Um, instead of Fallout Boy, Ball Out Boys. I like that. Okay. Uh, the Zuby Brothers. Instead of the Doobie Brothers. Is that will word? Pau and the Dan Smiths. That's kind of a funny <laughs> one. And then uh, Stretch YMCA. Stretch YMCA. Alright, good <laughs> stuff and good photoshopping as well. Alright, 30 seconds left in the show. Time for us to basically, I guess, thank Cougar Nation for helping you guys get to 8-0 uh, and, uh, and enjoy the week ahead with the bye week, I guess we'd say.
2: Yeah, t- tons of love and appreciation to all our fans and to all Cougar Nation and, and everyone that's involved with our team and the athletic department and school. So we're having a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, the journey's not done yet. We still have some more work to do and a lot to prove and looking forward to doing that next week and then getting it done as soon as possible and getting better this week.
0: And on this show, we'll preview North Alabama next week. That's next Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern. For Neil Pau and the coach Kalani Sitake, I'm Greg Rubel. This has been BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Have a great bye week. Go Cougs. We'll see you next week.